Man, so excited to be here with you guys this morning, and so excited to open this word. If you have your Bible, we're going to be in Luke 19 today. Uh, I'm going to pray really quick. Um, I just don't want to miss this today. Um, Father God, we need you. Um, God, there's such a weight um, on this this morning. Um, God, I'm just believing you today for something amazing, God, that you would visibly change us uh, in who you are today. Um, God, the reality of it is today, every one of us deal with what we're talking about this morning. Uh, I've been looking in the mirror on this all week, and God, I know that for so many of us that Maybe we already know or we've just never dug into this place in our life. And uh, God, I know that for some of us this morning, maybe um, it's going to be a little painful to dig into this place. And uh, God, I'm just praying for grace, um, God, that you would allow us to hear it. So God, just move in in this place, pour out your spirit. Uh, God, allow us to see you. We need you. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray this morning. Amen. Man, I'm so excited about this word this morning and so excited. Uh, man, I'm getting old. It's harder to see. Uh, <laughs> um, you have to get a bigger Bible, I guess. 33 is hard. Um, but so excited this morning about um, this word. I thought coming into this week that we were going to be in the Draw Near series again. And like I had verses and I was like, this is where we're going to go. And I've thought that for like three weeks. And um, to be honest, I was just having a conversation with somebody um, last Sunday night, and uh, God just birthed this thought. I've, n- I've never even thought about it before um, into into me, and, and I've just not been able to to shake it this week. And um, anyway, as I started coming into this week and thinking about God, what would you have for us? And praying around this, um, I just couldn't get this out of me. And um, anyway, we're leaving the Draw Near series at least for a little while, and. And we're going to start a series called The Holes in Us. And um, the truth of it is, is we all have holes in us. Uh, something in us uh, that, that we feel maybe is empty sometimes or incomplete. And, and, and we try to medicate those holes with things, with, with stuff. And, and you could put any label you want to on it. For some of us, maybe that's a substance. For some of us, it's power or money or people we throw our whole life into something and what we're trying to do is is to to gain something that we feel like is missing from us and just flash forward the thing that's missing from us is Jesus and um, I know some of us this morning you hear that and you're like well you know I'm saved and good and you know, like uh, did the church thing, came down when I was 11, prayed the prayer and, you know, like I'm, I'm good and I'm going to heaven and that's beautiful and amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy for you, but uh, so am I. And man, I still deal with those things. And the reality of it is if we can trace the, the thing that we medicate back to what we're medicating, then we have this ability to let Jesus into that space. And for some of us this morning, uh, if we if we dare to get personal enough with personal enough with ourselves and to look in that mirror, uh, it's kind of a scary place, and it's maybe going to be a painful place for some of us. But the truth of it is, until we invite Jesus into that space, we're always going to have that hole, and we're always going to deal with those same trappings. And and this morning is um, is I want to lean into this. I want to be honest with you. I've I've had to lean into this this week, and I've had to deal with this and. 
Man, a couple times it's almost brought me to the point of crying because it's a painful thing to see. Um, it's a painful thing to confess to God that, that place. And um, I just pray today, you know, the grace of God that we wouldn't shut down and, and think I'm good. Because none of us are good. <laughs> um, and we all have issues and struggles and uh, Jesus has come to heal and to make whole. And this morning, we're going to talk about that. And in Luke 19, it's a story that probably a lot of us have heard before. There's this guy, Zacchaeus, and we're going to talk about him and and see kind of maybe his struggles and see our struggles and his struggles. But Luke is uh, the gospel of Luke or the narrative story of Jesus's life as told by Luke. And if you know the disciples, if you're one of those people that know all 12, A, bless you, and B, you know that Luke is not one of those Guys, uh, Luke is a second generation follower of Jesus and he was um, not there for these things. But if you read back to the beginning of Luke, as he was writing this, he came together to compile a story of Jesus's life through eyewitness accounts. And maybe Luke wasn't there to see this thing, but Luke spoke to people that were there to see this thing. And, and to me, that brings enormous credibility this morning to the Word of God. Like, we're not taking Luke, who's 400 years after Jesus' word, for what Jesus did. We're taking the people that were actually theirs' word that Jesus did what Jesus said he did. And it's amazing. And as Luke writes this, he writes this in um, the best chronological order he can. That's why we get all the way back to before the birth of Jesus, and we go through the birth, and skip a couple of years, right? And then we get into the ministry of Jesus. But um, the gospel of Luke is unique in the way that a lot of stories that are told in the gospel of Luke are not found anywhere else in the Bible. And, and this story of Zacchaeus is found uh, only in the book of Luke. And anyway, in 19, it says he, he being Jesus, entered Jericho. Now, Jericho is a city that you hear about kind of a couple times in the Bible, most notably as the children of Israel cross over into um, into Israel, this is the first city they come to, and they march around the walls and stuff like that. And anyway, the city of Jericho is right across the Jordan River, kind of to the east of the Jordan, and it's a, a city that's in the lower part of the southern part of Israel, and it's really close to Jerusalem. It says Jesus was, he uh, entered Jericho, and he was passing through, and as Jesus was passing through, he was actually about to take the 17-mile journey over to Jerusalem, where he would eventually be crucified on the cross. Jesus in Luke 19 is just maybe a few days away from the cross, and he takes this detour as he's going there through Jericho. And it says, there was a man there, and this man's name was Zacchaeus. And we don't get a lot about Zacchaeus. We don't get his hobbies, his eye color, his, his likes, his dislikes. We don't get any of that because it's not a story about him. It's really a story about what Jesus is doing in him. But it says Zacchaeus, who uh, was a chief tax collector, and, and he was rich. Just a little bit, a little snippet about Zacchaeus, but this is enough to tell us about the character of the man Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and not only was he a tax collector, he was a chief tax collector, which means he's over other tax collectors, and he was good at his job, apparently, because he was a rich man. Now, we probably don't like a whole lot tax collectors, right? Like, you have to pay taxes, and that's not a fun thing. You know, like, I looked at my check, and it's a little depressing if you start thinking about how much money, actually, you don't bring home. (laughs) Um, But these guys weren't just the IRS. They were, like, uh, worse than that. They were viewed as worse than that in this culture. And 
The reason they were viewed as worse than that is they were Jewish men who had taken up uh, arms with the Roman government. They've linked arms with the Roman government, and they've started working for these guys, and their job is to basically take the money of this oppressive government from Jewish people and transfer it to the Romans. Now, that's probably not fun. You're already not excited. The Romans are there. You don't want them to be there. Like, you want to be your own thing, and, and here's this other government in your business, and now this other government that you don't already want there is taking your money, and that's not fun, but the kind of knife in the back is they're doing it through, you know, your next-door neighbor or the guy down the street who's supposed to be on your team, but he's on the other team. So that's not good, and he's viewed as a sinner for that, but even more than that, he could take any money he could get above the taxes, and he could just accumulate or pile that on his own wealth. So if you owed $15 and Zacchaeus could get $30, Zacchaeus kept 15 the Romans kept 15 and, and that's kind of how it worked. So people weren't a fan of tax collectors. They weren't a fan of Zacchaeus. He was good at his job, apparently, because he was rich, but they weren't a fan of these people. And just by being a tax collector, you were viewed as a sinner and not even a sinner, but like a super sinner, right? Like a lot of times they'd be like tax collectors and sinners. Like, you know, like there's these really horrible guys and then there's like the moderately horrible guys and the really horrible guys are the tax collectors. And then there's everybody else. It's like its own class of sinner. And this was Zacchaeus. He was a sinner. He was somebody that people would think, hey, he's no business with God. He's not coming to God. He can't get to God. He's, he's a bad dude. And not only is he a tax collector, he's the chief tax collector, which means he's over other tax collectors. So, like, here's the tax collectors, and here's Zacchaeus down here kind of even under them. And then it says he was rich, which means he was really good at taking money from people. Now, how do you, who do you take money from if you're, Somebody that's going to take money, you take it from people that you can kind of prey on, right? You take it from people who are weaker, who you feel like maybe can't defend themselves. You're going to take the most money from the people who can't really defend themselves. And this is what Zacchaeus did. He made his money basically stealing from other people. And he made a lot of money doing that. And it says he was in Jericho and Jesus was in Jericho. And you kind of maybe have heard this story before and you know what's coming. But it says that in three, he was trying to see Jesus or see who Jesus was. Maybe he'd heard Jesus is coming into town and he wants to see, like, what is there about this Jesus guy? doesn't tell the motivation. I don't think his motivation is, hey, I want to come and give my life to Jesus, and I'm just trying to, like, get to Jesus so I can do that. It's probably, hey, there's somebody coming to town, and there's a lot of people lining up. I want to see what's going on. Or if he's heard about Jesus, he's heard about the miracles of Jesus. He's heard maybe how Jesus teaches, like, nobody else has ever taught before, and he's maybe going to see what that's all about. Maybe he's heard how Jesus feeds like thousands of people with very little resources. And he's like, hey, I want to see what's going on there. But, but he wants to see Jesus. And he hears Jesus is coming into town. And he, and he goes and he tries to kind of make his way into a spot where he can just, in curiosity, see what all the fuss is about with this Jesus guy. Says he was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able to because of the crowd since he was a short man. 
He couldn't get in to see because he was a short man. I kind of imagine like Jesus comes into town and people start lining up and following him down the street. And it's like this Jesus parade where like Jesus is coming down and there's all these people crowding around and it's lining the street kind of down through there just waiting to see if we can catch a glimpse of Jesus. And here's Zacchaeus. And in my brain, uh, he's not just like an inch or two shorter than everybody else because why would you even count that as short, right? Like he's probably significantly shorter, as much so that we like have written songs about it and we kind of like make fun of Zacchaeus, right? Like Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. And like it, it sounds kind of like a joke, like he's smaller, he's like a kid size. And this is Zacchaeus and he can't get in, push in through the crowd. Nobody's going to be like, oh yeah, come up here in front because nobody likes Zacchaeus. So Zacchaeus can't get in to see Jesus and it says he decided in four to, to run ahead. And as he run ahead, he saw where Jesus was going. He's like, he's going to come down this street. And he goes down through there. And, and there was a sycamore tree there. Now, sycamore tree is kind of a big, sturdy tree, but its limbs are close to the ground. So if you're short like Zacchaeus, you can kind of get up in there. Um, now, just imagine this. Like, he, he's running ahead, and he climbs up the sycamore tree to see Jesus since he was about to pass that way. Here's this grown man, right? And not only is he a grown man, he's like a... A rich grown man who probably has been made fun of at some point in time for being short. Like, I'm not probably, he was probably shorter than me, and I'm short, and like people aggravate me sometimes about being short, right, Nick? Like, we know. Like, we're the same height, so I can say that. Like, we get made fun of sometimes. Hey, shorty, you know, whatever. It's rude, but whatever. Um, But it is, isn't it? Heightest people. Um, But he's probably been made fun of for some of his life smaller guy we don't know how small doesn't really matter probably a little self-conscious about it and and he's like jesus is coming this way and i'm not going to get through the people but there's a tree here and i can climb this tree so we got this rich grown man who's short and he's going to climb up in this tree to see jesus now you know like that's a humbling experience there's not a whole lot of rich people that i know that are just like hanging out of trees on the side of the road like that's not a thing and there's not a lot of grown men that are out there like hanging out of trees maybe some of you guys deer hunting but that's different um but like this that's not a thing and here's this already short guy who probably gets made fun of maybe even a kid-sized guy and he's about to climb this tree to see Jesus. It's like a little bit of a humbling probably thing because in his brain he's like, if I want to see him bad enough, I'm going to have to get up in this tree. And if I get up in this tree, people are going to make fun of me because people already don't like me. So he climbs up in this tree because he, he wants to see, like, what's going on with this Jesus guy? He's a superstar, right? Like everybody's lying in the street. They're seeing what's going on with it. I just want to catch a glimpse of Jesus. Probably not thinking anything other than I just, I just want to see what all the fuss is about. It says in 5, when Jesus came to the place, I love that, um, he looked up and he said to him, Jesus actually like looks up in the tree and he speaks to Zacchaeus. That, that's amazing in itself. But I love the way Luke writes this, when he come to the place. Now, we don't have like a, a lot of story about like Jesus goes and he does all these things in Jericho before he goes to the cross. And, and there's this amazing revival that happens. We don't get any of that. Like, it doesn't say he comes to the marketplace or he comes to, like, the, the lodging place or any of that. He comes to the place. And that's, like, all we get. It's in the middle of the street, just this little, little block on the road and beside a tree. And you're like, well, what is the place? Well, the place is the place that Jesus, like, was coming to when he came into 
Jericho. Like if he had the GPS pulled up, this is where the pin is. Like he's been heading towards this moment, and this moment was just a place beside a tree that Zacchaeus is happening right now to be in. Zacchaeus didn't know he was coming to the tree. Jesus knew Zacchaeus was coming to the tree, and Jesus has already typed it in. Like, this is where we're going right here beside this tree. I'm getting to the place where Zacchaeus is going to be, and Zacchaeus doesn't even know where Zacchaeus is going to be. That's how God works, by the way. Like, you may think you're here on accident, or you showed up on accident, or you just happened to walk in that day, or whenever God did whatever God did, right? But, like, there's a place that Jesus was coming to before he was going to the cross. He was making a stop in Jericho, and it was in this spot, and there was a reason, and that reason was Zacchaeus, a guy that nobody probably cared much about, a guy that probably other than the people who would have hung out with him because he had a lot of money and he had expensive dinners and he, he was in charge of some people, people that were there more for Zacchaeus' stuff than Zacchaeus, right? He's been surrounded by that his whole life. I just want to be around Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus got the good food. But here Jesus has come intentionally to this spot where Zacchaeus is not wanting anything but Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has been unnoticed, made fun of, unloved. And here's somebody that loves and notices Zacchaeus. And he stands in the place and he looks up in the tree and he starts speaking. And what's amazing here is look what he says. Zacchaeus. Hold on, Jesus, right? Like, you just rolled into Jericho. I don't see a lot of stories in the Bible where Jesus has come through Jericho over and over and over and over and over again. Like, and he rolls into Jericho and he comes to this spot where this guy happens to be hanging in a tree and then Jesus looks at him and he knows his name. Hey, Zacchaeus. Now, what what is that about? Like, do you think the people lying in the street have been like, hey, there's a dude here that's really bad, and I just I think that maybe you could make a difference in his life if you just should know? Because nobody cared. They weren't trying to get Zacchaeus to Jesus or Jesus to Zacchaeus. Like, none of that was happening. They were trying to get close enough they could see, and they don't care if he could see at all. If they cared, he wouldn't be in a tree right now looking at Jesus. But Jesus cared about Zacchaeus. And he rolls up, and he's standing in this place. And I don't know if he's ever been to Jericho before, and he knows this guy. And he looks up in this tree, and he, and he does something amazing other than just, hey, you guy hanging in the tree, do you want to come down here? He looks at him, and he's like, I know your name. I know exactly who you are. Zacchaeus. And then he says this really cool thing. He says, hurry and come down. He's not like, what are you doing in that tree, man? That's crazy. Why are you just hanging out up there? I didn't know grown rich people climb trees. He didn't even have that conversation. Right? He's like, hey, uh, I come down here. Because today I must stay at your house. Come down here. I'm coming over. That's <laughs> basically what he says. Come down here. I'm, I'm coming to your house. Zacchaeus, if you could just climb out of that tree in a hurry. I came here because I came to you, and I'm coming to your house. Now, imagine, like, this scene going down. Like, I know we've read it. We've heard it. You know, like, and, and we're even like, ah, it's cool, but I'm not super impressed by that. How amazing is that, really? Here's Zacchaeus, who's 
a sinner who's extorted money from people, who's like actually harmed people to take food off their tables so they could put it on his table. He's not a good dude. He's, he's a bad dude. He's the opposite, right, of a good dude. He's not like in the middle or just kind of okay. He's not a neutral guy. He's like a bad dude. The people around in the city are not confused by that. Like they would, Zacchaeus, who cares about that guy, right? Like he, he takes money from people. Like I, I can't eat sometimes because he's eating too well. And Jesus shows up in Jericho, and there's a lot of people trying to get to Jesus, but there's one person Jesus came for. And he looks up in the tree, and he doesn't address him as, hey, dude, that happened to climb up in the tree today, or, hey, I'm glad you made it, whoever you are. He looks at him, and he's like, dude, I know your name, Zacchaeus. I came to this place for you, Zacchaeus. Now come down, because I'm coming over. In that, what's happening? He's being noticed. Jesus is saying, I, I want to come over. I want to spend time with you. I want to be around you. He didn't say, what's on the menu tonight? Or how soft are the beds at your house? He didn't ask him for anything. He's just like, hey, I come here because I'm coming over. I just want to be around you for a little bit. I came all the way here to this place to look up in that tree to call you down to come to your house. So Zacchaeus did like the only thing that makes sense, right? It says he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. He's blown away. A minute ago, it was just like, I just, you know, I was just trying to see who he is. And now it's like, man, I don't know what's going on, but like, this is exciting. It says in seven, all who saw it began complaining. There's a bunch of comments I could make here, and I'm just filtering all that out right now. Um, not central to the story, but, man, I've, I've probably been these people and met these people. Everybody who's standing there that came to see Jesus is now complaining about Jesus. Because Jesus is doing something they don't really like that Jesus is doing. They said, he, he's going to lodge with a sinful man. Oh, man. Jesus is going over Zacchaeus' house. Isn't that crazy? They're not thrilled that Jesus is going to hang out with Zacchaeus. They're like, man, I can't believe Jesus would hang out with Zacchaeus. And I wonder, like, what would the church be filled with today if we weren't these people? Right? Because we want people to come to church as long as they act like us and look like us and dress like us and talk like us. And, man, you say a cuss word in the church and we're going to talk about you in about 32 seconds. But, like, if Jesus was standing up here and he was inviting people in, like, what would that crowd look like? They wouldn't be dressed anything like this. And they wouldn't talk anything like this. And they, I'm not saying forever, but like for a while.
This is it's for free today. Just something to think about. Because every time I see Jesus hanging out with somebody, it's somebody that like he's not supposed to hang out with. So really, the church should be filled with people that like the world looks at and can't believe Jesus would have anything to do with, I guess. And I'm not saying we should stay that way, so don't hear that. But like we count people out, don't we? Like they can't come to church because I mean, look at their needle marks, or they can't come to church because they look at how they talk, or they can't come to church because look at how they dress, or they can't come to church because all these reasons, and like that never, ever one time stopped Jesus. Actually, Jesus didn't waste time inviting people to church. He just like took it with him. Like he rolled up and church was there. He shows up and he's like, hey, Zacchaeus, come on, I'm coming to your house. And here's all these people that are like, oh, man, I can't believe Jesus would hang out with that guy. I don't know if Jesus saved people like that. I don't know if I want Jesus. Because that's not a Jesus that we're super comfortable with because we don't know if we like all those people. Oh, that's, I'm not talking about us. That's a story. Um, You see it, right? That was for free. Um, It says in 8, but Zacchaeus stood there and and he said to the Lord... A minute ago, I was like, hey, Jesus is coming to town. I'm going to climb up in a tree, and I'm going to see like, what this guy's about. And we're already like to Lord now. We just climbed out of a tree, and we're like, man, I'll give my life to this guy. Uh, he's the boss. Zacchaeus stood there, and he said to the Lord, look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor Lord. No message, no worship, no nothing. He just, Jesus showed up and he looks at him. And in that just little bit of what Jesus just did, it changed everything for this guy. Jesus looks up in a tree and says, come down here, I'm coming to your house. And it did something amazing in his heart. To the point where now this guy who is really spent his life trying to get and get and get and get and get is now like, hey, I just, dude, I'm, come on over. I, I, just, I, changed, I, just, I just decided I'm, I'm going home and I'm giving half my stuff away to the poor, like 50% of his stuff away. He's like, I'm just giving, yeah, because of you. Do you, you get what a big step that is? Like he's not like, trying to decide between two coffee cups because he's got nothing else. Like, okay, I'll give this one away, and I like this one better. Like, he's got a lot of stuff. And he's spent his existence up to this point in time taken from the poor. And just by Jesus looking up in a tree and doing something in his heart, he's like, I'm, man, I just want you to know today, Lord, I'll give half that away. And then he says, right, because if that's not enough, like, he says, and if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. What a crazy statement. Bro, you have extorted everything from everybody. We're already at half, and then he's like, And anybody I took money from, I'll give them back four times as much. Your job description is take money from people. 
You take money literally from every person and you take as much as you can get. That's the definition of extortion. So I don't know about you, but if I got everything that I've ever had from taking from people. I'm not good at math, but like and then I've got to give that back. I'm already at broke. And then he says, I'll give back four times that much. He just went bankrupt. And there's been no worship songs and no church gatherings. And there's been no message preached. But whatever Jesus handed out with, I came to the place and I looked in the tree and I spoke your name was enough to like wreck everything this guy had been living for. And this is what Jesus says. In 9, he says, Today, and it's read in mine, it probably is in yours, Jesus said this out loud, Today, salvation has come to this house. Isn't that amazing? And I know we're like, hey, you got saved. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's totally what he's talking about. But also, salvation walked in the door of Zacchaeus's house. Like Jesus is saying, today salvation came to this house. What did Jesus come to do? Well, if we didn't get it, it says, Because he too is the son of Abraham, 10, for the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus shows up and he's like, salvation came because I walked in the room. Salvation didn't come because a message happened or a song happened or because we prayed through something or we whatever. Salvation happened because Jesus walked in the room. And that's what he's saying when he says today salvation has come to this house. He's like, I showed up. I showed up. I showed up. That's what he's saying. Everybody's looking at Zacchaeus and they're like, no hope. He sucks. We hate Zacchaeus. He takes all our money. Blah, 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 blah. He's never coming to God. He's irredeemable. He's never getting anywhere. And Jesus is like, I'll show you. I'm going to the cross and I'm going to try to say, I'm like making a way for everybody. But before I ever get there, I'm coming to Jericho because I'm making a way for somebody. Jesus came for a purpose and a reason. And that reason was to save. And on this day, that reason was to save Zacchaeus. And I know we started with like there's there's holes in us, and you're like, well, how you get how you get into that? And here's how I'm getting to that. Uh, if we looked and we were like following through just a little bit of information we know about Zacchaeus, like what what's Zacchaeus's trapping? What's what's the thing that Zacchaeus values? Say it, somebody. Money. Zacchaeus' medication was money. Now, maybe that's your medication or maybe your medication is some substance or something or some person or some power that you feel like you like you have in some way or it's your job and you just throw your whole life into that job or whatever. But but it's that thing, right? Like that thing that we feel like makes us for a moment or for a time enough. 
if I just had this, it'd be enough. Or if I just had this, I'd be happy. Or if I can get here, then I've checked that box and, and I'm going to be enough. And, and let's be honest today. It's never enough, is it? Because you're going to get that thing and it doesn't make you happy. And you're going to get that thing and it doesn't make you happy. And you're going to get that thing and it doesn't make you happy. Because here's the reality today. There's never been a hole in us that money could fill. There's never been a hole in us that stuff could fill or alcohol or drugs could fill or some person could fill, some relationship could fill, some job could fill. Like, right, like you, you get there and, and somebody's like, how do you feel? And you're like, oh, I don't know. It just hasn't hit me yet. I've said that I don't know how many times, right? Because you're like, you're growing up and, and they're like, hey, for 13 years of your life, they're like, hey, man, you're going to graduate high school. It's going to be awesome. And then you get there and you're like, ah, nah. Mm, right? Like, that was fun. I didn't fall. Amazing. Bless the Lord. Still don't feel any different than I did yesterday because it's just a thing. And then maybe you're like going for the job or you're going for like college or whatever the thing is, right? And then you get there and you get that job you want or you get that car you want or you get college or you get money or you get that person. And then then you find out soon after that person didn't do it or money didn't do it. And how do you feel? I don't know. It just hadn't hit me yet. Because it can't hit you. It's never meant to fill you. You're just looking. You're reaching. You're doing the thing. You're like why, why does Zacchaeus have to be the chief tax collector instead of the regular tax collector? Because there wasn't a rich enough that was going to be rich enough. Because Zacchaeus had a, had a hole in him. And you, 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 I, can, I can project. I don't know what the hole in Zacchaeus was. But I bet it's something like this just from the story. People don't notice me. People don't love me. People don't care about me. I just want to be noticed. I just want to be seen. I just want somebody to care about me. And money medicated that because if you got the good food, people will come over. You got the nice house with the pool, people will come swim. Like we know the game, right? Money, yeah, it'll buy you a little bit of happiness for a moment with fleeting happiness. And then you got to get more because you got to keep up the same game and the same charade. Some of you have had alcohol and drug problems before. And you know, like the first time it was amazing for a little bit. And then the next time you had to have a little more. And the next time you have to have a little more because you're always chasing some feeling that you'll never get back. Because it can't make you anything. Or you like got, you're like chasing people, right? Like we have a story in the Bible about a lady that's chasing relationships and she's blown through five and now she's got another one and it's just over and over and over again. Like that didn't do it and 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 that didn't do it. And you know, the next one's not going to do it. And the next one's not going to do it because none of that stuff was meant to feel anything. So I, I could project that his hole was like, nobody really cares about me. I do not feel loved. And if I get enough money, people will at least pretend to love me. It, it medicates it. And I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it come. I don't know, there's a reason he's short in the story. Maybe it comes from I've been made fun of my whole life, and and I just nobody has wanted to do the. No, nobody picked me for kickball. I mean, I don't know what it is. But can't you see how this thing, this hurt here, has caused this hole here? We've medicated it over here. 
this hurt somewhere in us, in our past, in his past, has caused some hole, some open wound. And what we've tried to do is just medicate the wound. Zacchaeus didn't come down out of the tree and spend a whole bunch of time praying, God, if you just help me to be less greedy. God, if you just help me to be more generous, it's a waste of time. That's what we do, right? We medicate the things we use to medicate. But Jesus isn't really worried about just medicating some side effect. He's trying to get to the root of the issue, the root of the problem. See, that's what salvation is. You're like, well, I've said the prayer, I'm saved. Well, you can live and go into eternity with Jesus with an open wound. I just want you to hear that today. That was, that was like the hardest thing for me this week. Because I can lie to me and I can be like, I'm good, I feel good, I don't need anything from anybody. I don't, but, but then you look and you're like, but what, what, do, what do I chase? And if I trace back what I chase, then I can find the whole and to get into that and to let God into that I have to open up the hurt but the amazing thing is is Jesus knows exactly what we need and before Zacchaeus even knew Jesus knew his name he walked into a spot on the GPS looked up in a tree and he said hey you want to be noticed I'm here today to notice you I don't need anything you got isn't that amazing about Jesus? He doesn't need anything you got today. He doesn't need your worship. He doesn't need your change in your life. He doesn't need you to believe Jesus is going to exist if nobody believes. That's how it works when you're God. He doesn't need a thing from you today. But he can meet your need today. He walks into the middle of the city and he looks up in that tree and as Zacchaeus heard him say his name. For the first time, something stuck in that place that he had never felt before. Here's all these people noticing Jesus, but Jesus is noticing me. And he's calling out my name and he's saying, I can come down and I can be with him. And I don't know today, like, right? Like, I don't know today what your medication is. I can only know what mine is. I don't know, like, if, if your thing is people or substance or, I, I don't know that. I don't know if your thing is money or job. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know what you're medicating. But here's what I know. If we can't be honest about our sin, the thing that we are using to medicate, if we can't dive into that and say, God, this is an issue in my life. And then we can't be open to, God, what does that even originate from? What is that coming from? What do I think I'm filling with that thing? What do I think I'm, uh, what gap do I think I'm bridging with that thing? What am I trying to get from that thing? And we don't let God into that space. Then we're always going to be digging for that same thing. Trying to be fulfilled by something that has no power to fulfill us. When Jesus is standing in the room and he's saying, dude, I can do that. 
I can do that. Today, for all of us, we've got to be willing to let God into those holes into our life. And it's painful for some of us. This week, like I said, like I've thought about this a couple times and I've been on the verge of tears because I'm like, man, that's who really lives in here. And I can trace it back to a hurt. I can be like, this is maybe possibly where this started at. But let's be honest, it doesn't matter what the hurt is. Jesus can heal the hurt. And it doesn't even really matter today what the medication is because Jesus can take that away too. But if Jesus is going to be in those places, we have to allow him into that place where we say, God, I need you to, to make me feel whole. I need you to step into this place and I need to seek today. What I'm seeking from this, I got to seek it in you. What I'm looking for in this person or this thing, in this, in this money, in this power, in this whatever, in, in this sin, whatever the thing is, like I've got to, I've got to change direction today. And I've got to realize that if I let you into this place, I can find that in you.